Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 118 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnip, under quarantine with my two co-workers, Andrew Rosenthal, James Cook. We're doing our best to stay as far apart as possible in this we're about, podcast studio. We're, we're six feet apart. Thank God that you I'm went. stretched up against the wall. Thank you very much. Yeah. We're about as far apart as we can get well, yeah, in this to, room. Th- yeah, thanks I'm going to stretch the microphone to make this further. Yeah, th- thanks for your investment in these uh, long microphone arms that we have in the podcast studio now. We actually can uh, get about six feet of distance from each other. <laughs> That's why we're using our own individual microphones uh, for the duration, making sure that whatever we spit and or breathe on is <laughs> nice and disinfected. Yeah, there you go. That's gonna taste. That's a natural sound effect that that's is not edited. That's gonna taste really good when you start putting your mouth up against that microphone. Nah, I don't put my mouth up against this thing. Well, sometimes you have to. But yeah, <laughs> it <does> smell weird. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Anyways, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, we've been under quarantine for a minute now. I want to bring it up before we get too far because I decided on our trifecta just moments ago. My parents got a new dog today. His name is Bodie, and he's a black labradoodle. I obviously won't be able to meet this dog for quite some time, uh, you know, with them being in Detroit. And but I got a new brother today, so that's exciting. I mean, I don't know if you are you guys dog people. Yeah, I like dogs. I just don't have dogs. In Traverse City, you can't really be a dog person because uh, people Lambert. people assume that because I have cats and don't have a dog that I don't like dogs. But I do like dogs. A cats just fit more in my lifestyle. Yeah, I can leave and do things for day at a t- days at a time without having to pre-plan it. We yeah. had a, I was here, I was in on the Record Eagles uh, Zoom meeting this morning. I don't know if you two were. Um, it was at 11 a.m. I was putting together all state nominations. <laughs> That's what I was doing. <laughs> I had to have them in by noon, and then my sister calls like right at noon. <laughs> so I didn't get them until like 12.45. Anyways, our lead coronavirus writer, Sherry, her cat just like randomly kept walking over her keyboard throughout the call, and I, I can only imagine this is going to continue happening. And with businesses and all these places across the nation, like all these pets are just going to become office pets. Well, basically, uh, shout out to seven and four weatherman Blake Hansen. Uh, his cat is one of the only cats I really like. Like, really like. His name's Toby. He's like a really social cat. He's basically like a dog. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the type of cat who will like when you lay on the ground and like come up and like rub its whole body against your face. Type of cat. Uh, they talk about him on air all the time, but Blake's, I'm pretty sure Blake said he's going to be broadcasting from home, and I was like, you need to make, like, Toby Tuesdays where you just hold your cat while you're doing the weather and just, like, stroke him like Dr. Evil <laughs> while you're on TV. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth? Yeah. You know what would be cool is if you used a laser to- pointer on the green screen, and the cat would, like, do the weather for him. <laughs> oh, you'll see 40 degrees up in Sheboygan as it taps up there. <laughs> Before we forget... This episode sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Delivery so they, or takeout. Yes, they are one of the places that are still open, so get yourself some Jimmy John's. Let's boost their stocks, boost their service, and hopefully up the ante. While we are on the topic of Jimmy John's, we had a lot of interaction on our podcast last week when we went into our first Boyne City episode uh, on Twitter. We were going back to the Twitter trove to get somebody fed today. That person is Sherry Fitzpatrick, at SherryFitz82 on Twitter. Says she's a kindergarten teacher at Boyne City Elementary School. So congratulations to Sherry. Thank you so much for joining us at the Get Around. We'll be getting a hold of you to send those vouchers out to hopefully use for for getting your family fed here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, So keep a lookout. Remember to interact with this podcast. Like, share, retweet, comment. And even, uh, we're going to get into here in a little while, we're starting up a new interactive thing on Twitter. We're going back to our March... Well, this would be March Sadness Brackets, but we'll get into more of that later. But make sure you interact with this podcast on Twitter. We will get you and your family fed some Jimmy John's. I guess we'll give you the rundown of the rest of the show. 
as we're sitting on here now. Got another interview. We're keeping with the quarantine and getting remote interviews on the podcast from this point forward. We would not like to, you know, try to force anybody to come in and sit in this 8x8 room with us as we already are. Uh, But the interview this week is going to be with Frankfurt Jr. Jack Stefanski. He's going to be joining us via telephone to kind of talk about basketball season being taken away. And uh, he is a spring athlete as well, so we'll make sure we get to chat about uh, what the future holds for these guys. After that, we're going to dive into our bracket breakdown. We're starting our March Sadness Brackets. And it is going to start off with March Snackness. So it's going to be our favorite stadium foods. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you a 16-food tournament. And we're going to break that down after our interview with Jack Stefanski. So stick around from there. We're going to be asking you guys to interact with us on Twitter with polls on the daily to keep this competition or this bracket or whatever you want to call it. Keep this going. Uh, I want to give you guys something to think about, something to do while everybody's quarantined and we could do one that's just all potato-based dishes and call it Starch Madness. That might be next week's. <laughs> Honest to God, because I, I know everybody likes potatoes, right? Who doesn't like potatoes? Right, man? and I mean, who is there six? There, I know there's 16 different types of potatoes, right? <laughs> yeah, easy. there has to be. Easy. Maybe we could, well, just, we could just have like three or four different kinds of French fries. Yeah. <laughs> chili, fr- <laughs> chili Cur- fries, chili Cur- cheese fries, curly fries, 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 spicy fries, natural fries. fries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actual potato. So, so stay yeah. stay tuned. Um, what we're going to be trying to do is do an, a one 16-team bracket per week. So we give you a fresh bracket and results from the previous bracket on each episode while we are sitting here under quarantine. Give us something to talk about, something to do. So please interact with us. There will be stuff on the daily. Keep it locked at TCRE Sports on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, we are going to keep this stuff rolling. We'll get into that more of that later. But before we get any further, let's put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world which I guess is kind of barely beaten, and getting to the pulse. <laughs> Not too much to talk about here, <laughs> but wanted to inform you about a few things that we've been doing. Um, still working on our all-region teams, and we kind of wanted to bring this chat into the podcast, talking about a little bit. James is kind of over there on his own doing these all-region teams, so figured what a better time to kind of argue about who we think should be our players of the year or you know who are the front runners for it. So um, we're, we're, we're doing basketball today, right? We're working on basketball, yes. Boys so, and girls. So th- this is the biggest teams that we have from the year because uh, we end up doing, what, four teams? Yeah, well, we've already done the ski teams. So what I'm talking about for basketball. Don't we do first team through fourth team on basketball? Fifth. Fifth. So five, yeah. five full teams. So 25, 25 kids. Yeah, so, so basketball is our largest all-region team of the year, so we want to make sure we give James some help. So we're going to go ahead and dive into a conversation here. We're going to start off with boys. Uh, we got a few of us, a few kids who are you know at the forefront of our minds in the player of the year conversation, but I don't think that we've actually really had this full-on conversation to get through it. So, fellas, I mean, who are you looking at, James? Uh, just a few names, at least, off the top. Who are you looking at with the stats after you've got them in as frontrunners for our player of the year? I mean, a couple of the obvious choices, I think, are all from Division Three, putting those All-State nominations together this week. You know, Reese Hazleton, Evan Solomon, and Jaden Alfred all kind of jump off the page. Um, you've also, of course, got your Division One and Two players that... Uh, you got some really good players there too. It's going to be I don't know, it's it's not an, it's not as clear cut of a choice I think as I as, as, I we, think. We, as it usually is or as we think it might have been. Yeah. I'm leaning Hazelton. Wasn't um Hazelton and Glen Lake one of those to the district finals that was canceled? No, they played no, they, they played, they, they played the last they played the last night before stuff was canceled. Yeah, they and, played in the district and finals. And Glen Lake beat them. Um, but Mancelona gave him a ga- gave him a game. I mean, in that game, what did you see between those two players? Uh, yeah. I mean, with both of them on the court, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely very high on Jaden Alfred. I know he does a lot for Mancelona. 
I mean, he averages a double-double over 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's averaging, what, like 20 and 11, I think it is. We had him uh, both on the podcast, and Alfred just talked about, talked to us about how his athleticism really added to his game and how he's really, really strict on how he works out with his weight schedule. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, like you said, I, I've been high on Evan Solomon from Charlevoix all year. Uh, I feel like he was kind of like that mm-hmm. sleeper pick. Um, he, he could be that sleeper pick for like a player of the year candidate. I mean, he helped Charlevoix to a really good season, one of their best ones in a while. Almost took out Lake, Traverse City St. Francis for the Lake Michigan Conference. They did end that Lake Michigan Conference winning streak there at the end of the season. When they played St. Francis that first time, Solomon kind of was the one that got out to, I think it was a 14-1. They, they were up by double digits in the first quarter, and then St. Francis got off on a 17-0 run thanks to Wyatt Nasadis. Who also had a really nice season. Yeah, as a freshman. I, I know I know he probably only averaged around 10 points a game. It was like 11 or 12. But, but, but yeah. For, for, for a freshman point guard and taking over yeah. for Danny Passano, that, that, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good step in for you know what they were used to over the last several years and to come in and just coming in and playing point guard on a team that had a thirteen and or what, nineteen and three record I think as a as a freshman and playing that position is a lot of stress and to come in and play it very very well just watching them you do not know that he's a freshman doesn't look at it at all. I mean, there's a couple other guys that I think about when we were talking about player of the year. When you just kind of go through like Division One, Two, Three. I mean, we know um, Henry Goldcool from Traverse City Central. We've talked about him. He was probably their their best scorer. But Peyton Smith really did do a lot for that team. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was close to a triple double several times this year. I know Peyton Smith, you know, coming in this year did a lot for that Traverse City Central team. Helped them win that Big North Conference. Uh, they were staring mm-hmm. down the, t- the barrel of a district title for the first time in 16 years. So there's a couple guys on that team. I know Tip Baker won yep. uh, Big North Conference Player of the Year who, I mean, Cadillac only lost the, what, the two games all season long as well. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of guys, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to ask you guys because we've had this conversation before, but, Andrew, you're kind of new to this conversation, especially with us. I mean, what do you put more, uh, what do you put more weight in, just stats I test just kind of on paper. What, what, what do you put your weight in when you're looking at stuff like this? Yeah, stats are kind of hard because especially when in our area, coverage area, not all these teams are playing each other. You know what I've always, when I've had a say in all region teams and all area teams, it's always, oh, same conference or three kids from the same school or something like that. That's when stats come into effect. But I think here it's the eye test. Who had the X factor for you? Who, when you saw him, just could get the the one bucket you needed, start the one run you needed. You know, I've heard all all year from coaches, basketball's a game of runs, and especially in here in NMI, it's just the one guy that starts it is the one guy that gets it for me. So who is that guy for you? Who who's the guy who you've seen this year that really uh, sticks out in the forefront of your mind? For that, I'm going to say Hazelton. You know, when Glen Lake played Frankfurt, I think Hazelton had nearly every one of their baskets it was him and Stefanski just going back and forth for me for me it hit, um Reese had that x factor whenever he was on the court I think Solomon and Alfred are good in their own right very powerful players but when it came to a matchup against what we're saying is an all first surefire surefire first team all region player I think Hazelton had it it'd be interesting maybe we should give uh, Jack a, uh, a vote in this yeah yeah right well, I, <laughs> I, mean, I played against all these guys either in AAU or in high school. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's one kid I want to, there's another kid I want to bring up, and we kind of, well, two, really, just because when I when I ask you if stats mean that much or if it is X Factor, I mean, there's one kid who has... It's, a, it's weird, because, like, in baseball it does, but maybe not in basketball. I, I, th- I think I hold a lot of weight in stats when it comes only a 20-game season. I think it matters, but I think also the eye test kind of can tell you, uh, okay, well, this kid did that in Division Three. If he played in Division One, if he played for Traverse City Central or West, would he do 
something similar at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, you know, might not, you know, I, and I think Reese Hazleton would. I, I, I honestly, I think that any of the three think, guys that think, we just talked about would. Yeah, would I think be so able too. To. Um, I, there's somebody else I want to bring up while we're on this conversation. We're not going to be stuck on it too much longer. But if we're talking about stats, and not just stats alone, but even stats and I think I know who's combined, coming. Chase Ingersoll from Forest Area. I mean, yeah. I just saw Led him all scorers in the area. I, with what did you say? 26.4 points? 26.4 points. points. So, and I just saw him actually. We had him on at what the third game of the year. Uh, we knew he was an electric scorer. We knew that he was going to be, you know, kind of the guy for that team. He was the quarterback. We knew he was probably, like, the best athlete at Forest Area, you know, all around that we've seen. I never actually saw him play on the field at all in football or anything over the last two years until this past, two, whatever, two weeks ago for districts when they placed off against Leland. I can tell you this much. If you're looking at an eye test for an X factor for a team and scoring with a whole bunch of stats, Chase Ingersoll's up there. But when you put it on the level like you just said, I don't know that Chase Ingersoll would be as successful against better or higher competition. If he was in a Division One or a Division Two rung, I don't think he would be in that 26-point range. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mean, thi- I, I, think and I, don't, I don't think any of those, if you took Jaden Alford, he's not going to average 22 well, and but playing, you know, but... But I, I think it would. I just, but I, I think, but think, think a good deal of it would would transfer. Yeah, over. I, I mean, but for, but for but Chase, yeah. for Chase, for me, I think it's a little bit less. He is smaller than all three of those other guys that we're talking about. You know, he, he's he's got a different play style than yeah. these guys. But and if, and if you want a Division One team, they wouldn't be playing nearly the same style that they play at Forest Area either. At Forest Area, you're playing Division Four. They can run and gun with other teams, yeah, and, and the other teams chuck and pray, and the other teams don't have much of a chance, of much of a choice, I should say. Yeah. Other than to play that style, because Forest Area is just like. This is what we're going to do. You're either going to keep up with us or you're not. Now, uh, one more kid who you have stats on, and I just want to mention him, uh, from Pelston. Oh, just, yeah, just Blake because, Cassidy. Yeah, Blake Outside Cassidy. of our coverage area, but yeah, impressive numbers. 29.2 points, is that what you said? 20, 29.7. Almost 30 points a game. He just signed to play college ball. Do you know where? Uh, he's going to Lake Superior. He's going to be playing with uh, Xander with Xander Xander Okerlund. Ooh, that should be a lot of Those fun. Those guys are almost carbon copies, I think, of each other. Hey, I'm wondering why the coach and, recruited him. And, and Okerlund's had a very good freshman season with Lake Superior. I mean, had a 30-point game as a freshman already. But uh, And Cassidy also averaged nine boards, 3.6 assists, 2.2 steals, yeah, I mean, it would block and a half. A, it would be almost a no-brainer if he was in our coverage area. Almost 1,700 career points and is top 20 all-time in the MHSAA and made three-pointers with 227 Yaga. in his career. Ooh, that's as much as Steph makes in like a season. I think 310 is Steph's record for a season but uh, in the NBA. But we have front runners. Uh, it is definitely not decided whatsoever. We are not sure who's going to be our player of the year. We have more conversations to be had and more FaceTime calls or conference calls to scream at each other on. If you want to, if you want to voice your opinion, yeah, let us know. Do you so. Have, you have time on Facebook. Yeah, this Twitter. Is, this is the chance. You have time. We're we're leaving this Instagram open discussion. If, you, if if we're missing somebody, please let us know. There's no way that I I really don't think anybody could fly under our radar at this point. But uh, probably not. I do have a couple of schools that haven't commi- haven't submitted uh, stats. Yeah, but we might not have stats, but we but know who we're looking yeah. at. Please, yeah, let us know. I'm not I, I'm not going to cast a vote live on the podcast quite yet, but I do like some of these guys, and I think it's going to be a tough choice between uh, at least three or four mm-hmm. of them to kind of decide who it's going to be. And if you're a boys or girls basketball coach and you haven't given me your statistics yet, please do so. Yeah, you do not have much time left. Let's talk about girls. Uh, we obviously have a few. 
a few ladies who have came to the forefront this year. I know we've talked quite a bit about them on this podcast, but I would say there's probably another two or three that is going to be kind of tough to choose from. There's a lot of factors that go into these. Like you said, you go with opponent strength and strength of schedule and uh, which are conferences. But, and we've um, talked about this before, but the girls' basketball season in northern Michigan as a whole was kind of up in the air. Re- now, one girl who I'm just going to bring up because I, th- I think – We've already kind of went over the stats, and we know that she has kind of been out of this world. There are actually two, really, from the Northwest Conference, but I, I know that stats-wise for their teams, I know that for their teams, they're definitely the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even head-to-head, head, who would be the Conference Player of the Year would be tough, but if, if we even just add a couple of these girls, I mean, Olivia Lowe, Leland, we know that she's done so much for that team this year. I think they were just over 500, maybe right around 500. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were over five hundred. Just over. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm Olivia Lowe. I, I mean, you have the stats. Well, I'll let you go through them in a second. Paige Kohler from North Bay did great things. I just watched her break the school scoring record. You know, just a week ago um, on the final what final thirty seconds of her career, which was really really cool. Grace Bradford, the youngin from Glen Lake, very very talented in all phases of the game, being able to pass the ball, uh, shoot the ball, you know, rebound. She's she's very big as well. James. Anybody I've missed so far that should be at least be in the conversation? Interesting in that uh, the, the girls' Northwest Conference team came out, and uh, we'll put it online later tonight, but um, there were three girls who were unanimous first-team all-conference in the Northwest. Grace Bradford, one of them. Pretty obvious. Brittany Bowman, you know, good, pretty obvious. The third one is Ellen Bretzky. Hmm, I can see that. So Olivia Lowe. And Paige Kohler, not unanimous. They were first oh, team. They were first team, but they were not. But they unanimous. were not unanimous first team. Once again, that just I think that has to do with team record. That's why. Is the, very the, well the, could the, be. the other the other three teams that you just mentioned all had thirteen plus wins. But it's interesting that I mean you got that second team is pretty good in the Northwest Conference. Reagan Thor is also on the first team. Okay, from Frankfurt. Um, but the second team is Helling, Reno, Cade, McCarthy, Cole, and Abby Hodge. I'd take that. I'd take that six. That's a pretty nice team. Yeah, I'd take that six. Um, is there anybody from Lake Michigan? I know, obviously, with Elise Stuck coming way back, she was kind of going to be our front runner of the year at the beginning of the year. I mean, we saw some pretty young girls show up in the Lake Michigan Conference this year, which was nice. But is there anybody else that, I, I mean, I guess I'm leaving out when you when you go there? In the Player of the Year conversation? Mm-hmm. The Lake Michigan Conference, didn't have, they had a lot of good teams, and they had a lot of good teams that distributed things pretty well. Like like Charlevoix, right. you know St. Francis. They didn't have necessarily a dominant scorer. Yeah, Cam Schaub left St. Francis at twelve points yeah, a game. Yeah, but then they had Kara Frank and Gwen Bramer who were yeah. good for eight points or nine yeah, points. They ha- yeah, they had three, four people that were averaging eight, nine, ten points a game. You know, and the same thing with Charlevoix. You know, they had Petrosky, Cunningham, Nagel. You know, and then at the end, Stuck. Um, so they a lot of things were really spread out. And the same thing with Bel Air. Bel Air was by Bel-Air record was our best team. I think that, well, I, mean, you I know, think you right mentioned there, earlier the, the only the only team really with like a, a standout player in the Lake Michigan Conference is probably Margaret Stosio from Kalkaska, right? Yeah, she averaged like seventeen, I think, a game, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in that range, right. a game, and she could have maybe been the scoring leader in the Lake Michigan Conference. The other one would be uh, Jaden Weber. Okay. She averaged about about eighteen a game too. And I mean, you see Jaden, a couple other people. I I know that their stats aren't craziest, but Jaden Wilder, Abby Brown from Manton. I mean, lean them to their first district title and. Whatever it was, I think 46 years or 40 years or something like that. Uh, obviously, big seniors for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere around 12, 13 points, 15 points apiece, I believe. Do we have any favorites? Did I kind of name them? A- anybody that's kind of sticking out in your mind, James? I think 
I think that's kind of our pool for the most part. You got Karina Stewart at TC Central, averaged you know 15 points a game. Uh, obviously, did a lot of other things for that team because she was kind of the the engine for that whole team. Uh, Molly Anderson at Cadillac, McKenna Bryan at Cadillac. So you know we've got some other really good players there too. But none of those players also had dominating stats. I mean, 15 points a game is nice, you know. But when you see other players that are averaging 18, 19, 20, that's a big difference. Yeah, in basketball. I mean, especially over the course of this 20-game season. I mean, you're talking about a couple hundred extra points, probably a whole game that you could probably win at that point. But, uh, yeah, so make sure make sure all of you guys keep a lookout and uh, stay engaged with us. Let us know who you guys think should be our player of the year. James is working hard or hardly working at home. Not really we'll sure. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Not really sure. There might be cats running across his keyboard and Cena spraying him in the oh face yeah. with Lysol. Oh, yeah. Both. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Beer being flowed at 3 in the afternoon out of your... Ice cold nine keg kegerator. Seven. Seven. Sorry. <laughs> but there's only there's only two on tap right now though. Well, one more thing I wanted to mention while we're in the pulse, just because I kind of did mention it earlier. Us Record Eagle Sports guys have started a column series for the length of this quarantine, which now is going to be. James has wrote like six of them. Wild, yeah. You uh, wrote two. Yeah. What we're gonna do is. I'm gonna, gonna write one. You don't know that yet though. You're gonna eventually. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we need to fill in, or whenever you can fill in, do it. Okay. Because we're gonna have however many days of this but you'll, you'll get to find out every day <laughs> at least how three, we're surviving. at least three more weeks yeah how we're surviving there'll by order today like, there'll be at least 21 more editions of that i would assume i mean sports itself probably will not resume until well after that point which at this point is just becoming a stark reality but uh we're getting through we're trying follow our column series to see what we're doing to keep busy without sports I mean, can I'm you guys re- yeah? Can you guys really imagine sports guys with no sports? I've had a bunch of people ask me like, "What do you do now?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what is your life? Yeah. I'm just sitting there. I, that, that makes me think of that meme of like the yellow dog who's sitting in the house with like it's on fire, and it's just like, "This is fine. Everything's oh, fine." Yeah. That's just me sitting there doing like mm-hmm. work every day right now. Like everything is on fire, but I swear it's gonna be okay. <laughs> One of these days, it'll be all right. Yeah, you started to say something. I kind of yeah. cut you off. I saw on Twitter one of the old TV guys that I used to work with. He started a trend of going to watch the International Space Station pass every day. There's an app on your phone where you can look up the days that you can see it pass, kind of like the Northern Lights, and it will show you exactly where in the sky, what direction it's going to be, like what angle it's going to be. So that's my plans for tonight. I am going to photograph the International Skies, um, Space Station, which is probably the safest place in our universe right now. And I will share my results. The folks in the UP thought that the uh, UP was the safest place on Earth, but they got their first positive test today, too. Did they? Oh, oh man. Well. We're not going to talk about Yeah, we'll, 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 pa- we'll pass away from that right now. <laughs> and we're going to move into our interview with Frankfurt's Jackson Fanski. He joined us via telephone on this Monday to talk about all that is not going on, really, more or less. So please, stick around. Let's take a listen to that now. The Get Around is excited to welcome in Jack Stefanski from Frankfurt, junior basketball player and the star of the Panthers team over there. He's joining us via telephone because of the quarantine. Jack, thank you so much for taking time out of your probably otherwise long-seeming week uh, to talk to us here at The Get Around. Uh, thank you for having me on here. I'm very happy to be on here. I'm sure you're probably pretty bored without school and everything else going on. I mean, was, was this your big happening of the day? Uh, yes, also, but my mom was making me do a lot of SAT prep because my SAT is coming up and now it's a good time to do that. They haven't put that off? It's the one thing no, about they, they haven't been put been off? Late. They've, de- 
they've delayed it, but she said she wanted me to get really ready for it, so that's what I've been doing lately. Well, that, that isn't so bad. Give you a little bit of extra time to prepare for that standardized test. Even, like, you have more free time now, and you'll have a little bit of extra time uh, on the back end there before you actually have to take it. I mean, is that all you're doing academically-wise while you're out of school, or is uh, school kind of making you do any type of homework or online learning or anything like that? Well, we have some homework that's posted. I usually do this stuff. They're like, it's not required right now, but I usually do it. And then our English teacher's making us read books. So just really trying to like stay in the flow of the whole um, school system or out for three weeks. So. Okay. What books are they making you read? We don't want it to be like a summer break. Yeah, well, what, what books they got you reading out there? What's, uh, what's keeping Stefanski's uh, mind well, running? It's really... It's any book. You can pick any book you want. We just have to meet a requirement of, like, it's seven points or higher. And we take a test on it. And it's pretty... Right now, I'm reading Bird Box off the Netflix show. Okay. But I'm reading that because I watched the show. I didn't know that was an actual book, so... Obviously, you have to stay in the grind for academics. You got to keep that brain flowing, keep your keep your learning going. Uh, I know we obviously bringing you on here. This is our sports podcast. I want to ask you, how are you staying in the grind of athletics? You know, kind of in the limbo between winter and spring season when you are kind of probably still focused on basketball, but might have to prepare for baseball instead. With my brother being in town, it's a lot easier because he's always on me, making me do stuff. We go running a lot. We also have a basketball hoop in our uh, driveway, so we go out there. I shoot a lot a day because I have nothing else to do, so I'm out in the cold shooting. And also, we have weights at our house, so I lift weights usually regularly because so, that's the most thing I can do. So so what's the biggest difference in your your routine You know, from a week ago today and then today? It's really that I can lift more because I usually I'd have to go to classes and stuff, but now I can t- do a long lift, lots of shooting. I can take that time all day to get that stuff done and not rush it. So does this kind of is this? Are you kind of turning this into a positive? How are you kind of looking at this attitude wise? How is the uh, you know how does that kind of affect you? It sounds like you're kind of using it more wisely than some. I really like I'll I'll play games with my friends during the day, but usually about four hours out of the day I'll be working on sports or. Um, doing something like that. I just try to stay in the groove because I have AAU basketball coming up, and hopefully that's not canceled. And also, if baseball's not canceled, I want to get my arm ready and everything. And if we can get back to districts, I'd love to do that, too. It's got to be weird for you not knowing, you know, what's coming or what's going. Just as an athlete, what's your mindset like kind of being in this limbo and not knowing? I mean, even, you know, you don't know if you're going to go back to play basketball. You really don't even know, like you said, if baseball season's going to happen, possibly even your summer AAU. What's the limbo like for you, especially in such a crucial time in a recruiting process for a, for a junior? Honestly, it's a time to build because usually, like, when we're building as an athlete or we have, like, games, you can't go too hard on your lifts or your legs are going to be dead. you got to structure your lifts. But now you can go as hard as you can. you got to put in the work that you do to become a good player on the offseason. This is like a three-week offseason to reset yourself and get ready for what's upcoming. So, like, if, they, uh, if the MHSAA came out and said, uh, hey, we're starting up districts, back, you know, we're going to start districts where we left off, how long do you think it would take to get back in basketball shape? I feel maybe two hard practices. Mm-hmm. I feel because our Dan really pushes us. I feel if we got in the gym one time, we went hard, we could get back in that shape. And we're just hitting our peaks at the end of districts. We're playing really well with each other. So kind of just just one or two to shake off the rust and you guys be right back in that thing? Yes, definitely. That's just how we are. We're just, we can adapt to everything. Of course. I mean, you talked about being adaptable. I want to talk about the transition, you know, that you that you are facing into, you know, that spring sports things. I kind of want to talk about just that season. I know basketball's got to be heartbreaking right now looking, you know, at a chance at a district title 
and uh, such like that. But now that, you know, just as of today, they kind of extended this all the way out. You guys will be out of school until at least April 13th now. So you know that this is being pushed further and further back. I mean, what are your prospects for the possibility of being able to play a spring sport in high school this year? I, I really want to play a spring sport. I feel like if it gets so so high the uh, outbreak that we won't play it. But it's it's fine for me because I'm a junior, but I feel really bad for all the seniors that don't get to play that sport. But I feel like you always have to be on your toes because th- this could stop or this could be um, postponed or something, and we could get out to playing sports and everyone has to be ready. If you were able to play districts, uh, so you get your plow out there playing basketball in the driveway with your brother, is he a pretty good simulation of Anthony Beccaria? Uh, yeah, since I was young, Matthew would always bully me around. I think, well, he came up this week, probably the first time I've ever beat him in a series of three, because before he used to bully me around because I was just a little guy, and now I can kind of work my way around him, and I finally beat him, so. And you guys, I mean, you guys are like two different body types. I mean, you, your brother's a 320-pound offensive lineman, a mauler, and, and you guys are about the same height, but you're a totally different body body type. How do you how do you play one-on-one against him? Uh, well, usually our one-on-ones, is if he's really trying, he's going to back me down. I just got to stand straight up and try to steal the ball when he's dribbling. But it's really, it really helps. It makes me be a lot stronger. Since I was young, he'd always push me to my limit. He'd always um, he'd kind of get down there, he'd throw elbows with me, he'd make me stronger. And it really helped, honestly, since playing up. I'm not the biggest guy. I'm pretty skinny. But when I'd get in the post this year, I was a lot stronger than I was last year and the year before. And I'm, I'm sure that practice is going to help. And, and like James said, especially if you guys do get back to districts, you're going to be taking on brethren that 6'8", 320, Anthony Vicaria. So that's 360. got it. 360. <laughs> 360. You guys played him once before, or played brethren once before, and you guys beat him fairly handily, I believe. Uh, what was he that you did that time to take him out of the game, kind of? Well, it's really just having good ball pressure, fronting the post, backside help. It's just basic. Um, it's basic basketball. Everyone has to play it. It's just you just can't get too ahead of yourself, and that's when they start scoring buckets, and everyone starts getting in the bag, and that's when it just doesn't go well for you. Now, I know that you're one of the emotional leaders for your team over there at Frankfurt on the basketball court, um, on the football field as well. How are you kind of keeping morale up, or how is your team kind of rallying around these moments and what's going on right now to kind of keep yourselves ready for whatever happens? We're just making sure that everyone's, like, doing what they want to play. Like, some people are just going to take this and be lazy about it, but the people who really want to work hard have been putting in the work. I know um, almost every one of our teammates has a basketball hoop outside their house. Our starting point guard, Daniel Lubold, has been shooting a lot. I know that. He's been talking to me about that. Luke Hannon has also. Luke really wants to get out there because it's his senior season. I want to play for his senior season. I feel like this was a good year, but it just gets cut short, so that's hard for us. Well, you guys had another big thing happen in your family uh, not too long ago when uh, Matthew announced that he was transferring to Arizona. How, how cool is that? It's a, it's very cool, actually, just to see his uh, progression from going from a D2 to D1. I mean, he, he likes it down there in Arizona. I haven't, I've gone down there for vacation once, never visited uh, the university, but I know that our family's going to take a trip if this pandemic stops. We're going to take a trip down there, and we're going to stay down there for a while. It'll be nice. Now, question about your brother. I mean, obviously your brother has made this step. I know he hasn't quite made it all the way down to that Division One program yet to kind of experience exactly what it's all going to be. But how much have you tried to learn from your brother in the you know the road that he has taken you know with his athletic career at Frankfurt and then going on to play Division Two football and obviously making that step up now, which doesn't happen to so many people. But what have you taken from your brother's career and um, kind of put into your own recruiting process here? Yeah, and even your sister too. I mean, Madison was a pretty accomplished athlete as well. They both tell me. Matthew tells me my sister. It's about all mental toughness. Honestly, 
it's um anything can happen. You just got to be mentally tough. They go out there, they try to break you. They want to see if you're mentally tough enough to be here. You just got to work hard. You got to work harder than the other person that are across from you. And I've tried uh, to done that. Like in um, basketball, AU, I just started playing last year. I liked it a lot. It really helped my game. Playing against a like, very good competition from downstate. It was really good. When you said you play a lot of games during the day with your uh, with your friends. What do you guys? What do you mainly play? Play. Uh, I play MLB The Show. That just came oh, out brand new. Yeah, that yeah. was like Monday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then um, we play a uh, Modern Warfare Warzone that just came out too. That's very fun. See, and also, um, I've been I've been trying like board games. Our family does. We play a lot of board games now. It's like Monopoly, Scrabble, Life, stuff like that. Just get our minds off everything. It, it, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this question: Do you think that this was kind of a a, a a needed step back and slow down for a lot of people in the world? It sounds like you and your family are kind of enjoying this. You've talked about being able to kind of spend some more time focusing on your athletic craft when you normally wouldn't. I mean, do you think that this was kind of like a, a reality check for some people? And I mean, it seems like you guys are able to kind of settle yourselves down over the Stefanski household. Yeah, I think it was a major reality check for a lot of people especially my sister because she's um, been teaching down in uh, Indianapolis and her school is out for um till May 1st now so they'll be out for a while and she just realized that like everything can change in a second that's really hard you got to cherish everything all righty yeah, we won't keep you too much longer Jack we really appreciate you for taking the time out of your quarantine to chat with us a little bit and let you know how you're feeling. Wish you honestly the best in the next what three weeks of isolation that it'll be. I'm sure you'll get plenty of practice in with Matt on the basketball court, and uh, we hope to see you guys back on the basketball court here shortly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Another big thank you to Jack Stefanski for taking the time out of his quarantine and joining us via telephone for episode 118 of The Get Around. That's sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spent six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Let's get into our March sadness. We got brackets to play with, so that's fun. It, we left it up to us here at the Record Eagle to make... We spent a good 15 minutes putting this together. Uh, we'll, we'll tell the people it took us 17 hours to decide. It was a very vigorous process of us whittling down all the best stadium snack foods. And concession stand. And concession stand foods down to only 16 of the top competitors. We, what we decided to do was break it up into four regions. We originally seated them 1 through 16. Yeah. But figured it would be better if we broke them into four regions. Four regions of four different items. We're going to do a drink region, an entree region, a snack region, and then a sweet slash like miscellaneous region. We're gonna, so what we're going to do here is on the podcast, we're going to go ahead and we're going to give you our first round matchups. I'm going to give you a little background and kind of give you uh, who we think is going to win this bracket. But what we need is you guys to vote on Twitter. Remember, these brackets are up to you, not up to us. We make the brackets. You make the results. So we need your engagement. We're going to go ahead and we're going to start off in the sweets and miscellaneous region just to kind of get these out of the way. To begin with, it has to be the number one seed in that region is candy. I know that's a little broad, guys. But, I mean, give some examples of what this might include, Jason. Would, would it would have been hard if we had broken him into you know, th- having, think, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and I one think that might actually end versus up, Kit Kats. That might actually end up being we a could, full We could just do a full candy bracket. Yeah. But what's Absolutely. Your, what, what's your favorite candy at a ball game? Oh, at a ball game? I usually don't get candy, though. I usually get some of the other stuff, the, some of the more unique stuff that that stadium has. But if it's just candy, that's not my question. Stadium has. 
I mean, like, my favorite candy would be, like, literally, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups okay. or something, you know? Okay, but Well, candy, or, that's the number one seed. That's the Kit number Kat. one seed. Kit Kat. Mm. Kit Kat. Snickers mm, or yeah. everything. Yeah, I don't really know. But I usually only get candy if it's, like, included in a combo. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to get a Snickers bar. Personally, I... Deep-fried Oreos? Personally, count? at these high school games, I mean, me being a high school sports reporter, that is all I go for when I go to a game. I don't... You, 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 I, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. But I buy candy. I buy Airhead <laughs> Extreme Skittles or something to sit there and eat while I'm on the sidelines. But first round matchup, candy is going against the good old boy Cracker Jack. You don't have to do that much explaining on what Cracker exactly. Jack is. That is a, it's a classic. That's what makes cra- Cracker Jack so amazing. We had to make sure that we put it in the, uh, the miscellaneous bracket because it was filled out with some other snacks on the other side. On the bottom side of this bracket is going to be snow cone slash ice cream. We had to kind of lump these into a, a cold, cold snack. Tr- yeah, cold treats. Yeah, cold treat against... French fries. So that's a that's a pretty heck of a good round first round matchup. You know, I get you're not gonna be able to get French fries at some high school games, but at some you might. At some you might. Maybe football games you will. No, maybe some. Yeah. I mean, who's the favorite out of this pick, boys? I mean, I'm giving it to fries all day. I'm giving it to fries all day. I'm not. I'm not a yeah. big poultry guy unless it's like at a like a ice cream shop. Yeah, I I agree. I kind of I'm I'm more of a savory guy than a sweet guy. So. I think uh, this is ice cream's bracket to lose. You know, I think they have a good chance of making it to the final four. Oh man, sleeper cell from Andrew. All right. What do like, you get in the summer ice cream? Yeah, ball games is not bad to sit down on a nice hot day and. There are two seed, I believe. Get some ice cream. All right, let's move down into our snack bracket. Oh, and this is called March Snackness, by the way. That's what we're gonna label this on Twitter in case you guys don't like us being punny. But <laughs> that's it. It's that's over. It. Um, okay, snack bracket. The number one seed. I mean, I think this is quite obvious, especially because yeah. we both agree that this is a snack instead of an entree. I mean, it could be an entree. Before we did, you can make it into an entree. Yes, but not before we went to the four regions. But in a but in a ballpark, it's definitely snack size. Yeah, I just think, especially because they they is there's such a range. It could just be like chips and cheese nachos, or it could be like full on. So you have to consider it a snack because like any other entree is like no, that's just an entree. Does that include right. Does that include tachos? What is tachos? Uh, I mean, instead of you getting chips, it's tater tots. Just loaded with the same stuff as nachos. I would consider those more like French fries. Well, nachos is the number one seed, and it's going up against peanuts and roasted nuts in the first round. And I got to tell you, I think this is the sleeper of all sleepers. Roasted almonds are like my guilty pleasure in a, at a ballpark. Like if we were doing a baseball game or even like really football, really, any of them, roasted almonds, guilty pleasure. I'll pay 10 bucks for a small bag of them, boys. You got to roll seeds into that too. Sunflower seeds? Yeah. Yep, that baseball game? Every, let me eat them, boys. Uh, but, yeah, so peanuts, nuts, I'm giving this to nuts all day over nachos. nachos. Nachos get a little messy for me. I'm pretty high on nachos. They had a good season. You're just all about the nuts. Yeah. I mean, drive me crazy, drive me nuts. In the Put roasted s- almonds in my mouth. But the other half of that uh, bracket is yeah. uh, pretzels <laughs> and James's versus favorite. popcorn. We're waiting to say that one. Yeah, pretzels versus popcorn. I'm a, I'm a pretzel guy because I don't like the stuff in my teeth, but if you haven't followed James's popcorn rankings up here... If uh, it includes like Bavarian pretzels and stuff like that, though, too, then, yeah. Think yeah. it's close? I mean, popcorn has to be your number one seat on this bracket, right, for you. Well, if, it's a, if we're talking high school concession stand, I mean, yes. We're just talking about concession stands. Who knows? The thing with popcorn is it's always going to be warm. Like, you've ever, have you ever had cold popcorn? Yeah, all the time. It well, yeah, it's so often. This grocery store popcorn is cold popcorn, but yeah, they concession stand popcorn is always going to be warm. Not at TC Central. They take it out of the thing and leave it in a bag before you buy it, so it gets cold. Don't at me, TC Central. S- still all right. Still all right. Yeah, Central and West cost two dollars too. All I know is, else that is like a buck. The reason the other thing is that the three of these four snacks are salty snacks, and that nachos aren't. I like salty snacks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say a salty snack. Right, nacho chip without salt. 
Yeah, nacho like, chips yeah, are salty. But not like the others. Not as much, but... but yeah. Yes, they're I, salty, yeah. but I like these salty snacks. This is a good bracket for me over here. <laughs> All righty, let's go over to the, the drink bracket. That's going to be up at the other top. Just so you guys know... <laughs> this one's a shoe win. Yeah, <laughs> the two... The two brackets that we just did is going to be the left side of the bracket. We are going to post this bracket on Instagram and on Twitter so you can see exactly where we're going with this. We'll update it daily as the rounds kind of progress. But we're going to move over to the drink side with, obviously, I mean, can't be at high school games, but at not any other sporting event. Number one seed, adult beverages, beer, alcohol. We lumped them into one. Obvious choice for number one seed over there. It's the overall tournament number one seed. <laughs> we thought I actually, I actually had that at an overall, number, overall seed of number six. But I took that into account that it is expensive, and not everybody can have it. I think I originally added at what its price is, 14 Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive. Well, because that's what makes it, that's what downplays it for me, is because you're not, I don't usually get it at a game because I don't usually have enough money to, nor do I care to. Okay, but before we get too far into how much beer, we like beer because we know we all like beer. They're up against, it's up against Hot Cocoa in the first round. I'm pretty sure we just yeah. know that that's just like See a See Hot Cocoa. Yeah, sorry. It's good for the wintertime, good if you're at like the Winter Classic at... The big house or something, or in a hockey, hockey rink. Game. Yeah, I've but had still. hot cocoa save me a few times when I'm just freezing my butt off in a hockey. Yeah, game. on a sideline, even in the middle of football playoffs. Trust me, a uh, nice hot cocoa at sure halftime of Thoroughby is a mwah, that is a. I godsend. make sure I drink it when it's still hot and not bring it out to the ice rink where it cools down. All right, other side of this bracket is lemonade versus pop. Oh. Yeah, this is gonna be a Brutal. tough one. This I think like it's. I mean, ultimate. it's pop. It's got to be pop. I mean, lemonade is just not. A, po- a popular enough beverage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Would you guys agree? I think pretty Goes much. I think, pop. I think the, f- the first round winners in this is... Uh, pretty obvious in the drink pretty, section. Pretty obvious. Yeah, but hey, who but knows? It could be a showdown between could, kids and adults here. Could be an upset, you know? Who knows? Maybe Lemonade is the, uh, you know, Baltimore Baltimore County... Uh, UMBC? Yeah. The UMBC Maryland, Baltimore of, County. Yeah, all right. So we have one more bracket to go through. Obviously, that's our entree bracket. We had to whittle these down... And there's just a few, although there's obviously plenty more that we want to mention as I'm just going to toss them out there. You know, there's pulled pork and all that good stuff. But we got four big ones. We got pizza as the obvious number one seed because pizza's the best. High school, professional, whatever. There's pizza there. Yeah, You can always. find pizza. Number two, our pizza's first round matchup is going to be against the medieval day turkey leg. <laughs> that's always, that, that, that's a, that's yeah. a vibe. You can get that at Cherry Festival, too. But that's a it's vibe. Not, you know, not a sports venue, obviously, but... Concessions. You ever had, this, you ever had the Cherry Festival turkey leg? I haven't had one up here, but I've had, I've, I've oh. actually worked at a concession stand that used to cook and sell turkey legs, so I've had my yeah, fair share of turkey Yeah, these ones are smoked. Turkey, so turkey legs just have, like, an aura to them, like, the, that you're... It's a vibe. That's yeah. what I mean, dude. Like, <laughs> Old sitting, medieval. <laughs> that's what I mean. Sitting there at, like, a, a Lions use, game. With you don't a, use a napkin with turkey legs like you would with uh, wings or something like that. Just roll that foil down over your hand like it's like you're holding the Olympic torch, but it's a turkey <laughs> leg, and then you just dive in on that boy while you're watching a game. But that's the same thing why I said I, I'm, I'm down for, like, a turkey leg and a beer at a game, because then you just double fist. You put turkey leg in one hand, a bear in the other hand. It's probably the two most boom, expensive boom. things on the menu, it's too. 40, but yeah, it's going to be $40 for that meal. <laughs> the Cherry Festival ones are like $14 for one turkey leg. Now, I mean, hey, that's probably the most you're going to get out of an entree, though, if you're talking about just meat yeah, and protein you, and everything. You better not be hungry after that. Right. All right, in the other half of this bracket. Wait, turkey leg's going up against pizza. Yeah. We didn't talk about that number one seed enough. 
Oh, about pizza? It's yeah. everywhere. Oh, we're going to need a lot of Twitter votes from Pizza's some, ubiquitous. That's what I mean. We're going to need a lot of Twitter bo- it votes. It sounds like you're advocating for a turkey leg to upset pizza. No, no. I'm definitely a pizza guy. I'm just saying we're going to need a lot. Everybody everybody likes a good turkey leg. That's what I mean. Tur- we're just going to need a lot of those Turkey tur- leg Twitter pizza's got to be our 5-12 matchup, I think. If you're going overall, it's our five twelve. I, 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 I think I put pizza as my number one overall seed, but we'll, we'll yeah, I'm just saying. As far as uh, there's oh, always an upset there in the five twelve matchup. There is a potential. All right, and our last matchup of our March snackness bracket in the first round. Oh, wait till you're this one. Is burgers versus hot dogs? This is like age old debate, but we're doing it in the first round. This one could be yeah. The, the vote, the, the vote on this kidney, one, right? Yeah, the vote on this one could just be split right down the middle. It is really it? depends on what you put on your hot dog, because if you put relish or mustard or, I, that, I'm not even gonna say it out loud, but the the red condiment on a hot dog, it's ketchup. Not, no. Yeah, we're in Michigan. You put ketchup on hot dogs. Ugh. Yeah. You it's like the holy. You're at. It's like the holy triumvirate. Yeah. Anyways, if you depends you make on mustard, relish, still put ketchup on it. Depending on what you put on the hot dog, that kind of changes the game for that sandwich. Well, that's the thing is he you can just pull the hot dog ah, a sandwich. Shoot. He, he just called the hot dog a sandwich. The hot dog I mean, sandwich. I mean, what? I mean, oh that's that's fine. But the thing with the hot dog is that when you buy it usually at a sporting event, put what you want on it. Same thing with burger too. So they all start the same. Yeah. So it just is a hot dog burger. <laughs> unless you go start. He goes. They all start naked goes, as a jaybird, and you just put whatever you want on them. And uh, here comes Andrew with. He goes. Well, you know, if you're at a Cubs game, you get a Chicago style dog. I said, no one cares about the Cubs game. I seriously love Chicago style hot dogs. Yes. I, I wish I, that they I had them anywhere good. up here. I think I'm going to make them during quarantine. I just hate. There's no way you're going to find all those ingredients at the store. Bet. Everybody's buying everything out. <laughs> no one's buying up the relish and. Who knows? After after the order that went in today, only God knows. Sport. All right. Before we get too far into this, I want to remind you guys, please, vote on Twitter. Stay locked at TCRE Sports for these brackets. We need interaction to make this happen. If it doesn't, then we're not going gonna to stop doing brackets, and then we're all just going to go in a hole and cry. I mean, you're on quarantine. What better do you have to do? We're going to keep this stuff going. We're going to have some fun with this. We appreciate you guys interacting with us, because if not, I'm just going to vote, and it's going to be my favorite stadium food next week. Brought to you by Jimmy John's. With two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. We got two more segments as usual. Except we're going retroactive for the Hall of Fame this week. Obviously no sports going on. So we're going back to our style where we are retroactively inducting three members into the Hall of Fame. We each have one person from this past season who may have been nominated, may not. But did not make their way into the most exclusive club. So this is their chance. James, who's your first retroactive nominee of 2020? Uh, Taylor Bennett from Onekama. Put up a pretty good all-around season this year. Uh, 19.7 points a game, 7.9 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals a game. Um, led you know Onekama to be in a, one of those teams that was right there and a factor in the Northwest Conference. So maybe not at the top of the standings, but they were one of those teams that could beat somebody else that who, who was going to be in the top of the standings. That's 12-5 upset. I Maybe, yeah. Time. yeah. Uh, a couple other good guys that were on Onekama might be getting in here over the next couple of weeks. So uh, we'll, we'll keep their names out of our mouths for now. Uh, somebody I wanted to make sure I mentioned, somebody kind of far out of our area, but just there on the fringes, Kyle Mikolajczyk, I believe I said it right, but from Manistee Catholic Central. Uh, he was one of their you know leaders all season long next to Mateo Barnett. And, uh, I mean, kid ate it up on the inside. I, I know he did quite a good job. So he is my selection for the first retroactive Hall of Fame, especially because I don't think we had anybody from Manistee Catholic Central in there yet. Well, Mateo in football season, I think. Mateo is in there for football season. But other than that, yep. not for this year. You know, we haven't really talked about TCC girls a whole lot this year. I'm actually going to go with Jordan Burnham. 
She put up a solid season for them. Made it to the district final. Tied for second in the Big North Conference. All year it was with it was Karina Stewart and her. And I, I think she just put up a solid season. All right. Well, congratulations to our three newest members in the Get Around Hall of Fame. Traverse City Central's Jordan Burnham. Manistee Catholic Central's Kyle Mikolajczyk. And Onekaba's Taylor Bennett. You are now part of the club. So put on your dancing shoes and get to disco in. We got one segment left. Going to turn to it really quick. And I kind of brought it up at the beginning of the mm-hmm. uh, episode. I want to talk about our favorite pets throughout our lives. Obviously, everybody's had pets. Everybody's had something go on. Someone someone be part of their lives, whether it was when you were a kid, uh, whether you're an adult, whether it's the pet you have now. Or maybe, uh, you know, uh, my, I mean, my parents just got one, so we'll see. I've heard they got a black Labradoodle. I heard that they're pretty smart dogs, that they're supposedly good, well-mannered dogs. So we'll see. But I guess I'll start because, you know, my, I'll talk about my brother Dylan. Uh, my, my dog growing up, we got him in 1999, so I was only five years old when we got him, and he lived to be 12 years old. So, but this is the type of dog that he was literally like a person. He would nod at you when you were talking to him and like actually answer. He'd like do one wink or two winks and actually like converse with you. There's been times that he would literally sit in front of the TV and watch movies with me for like two and a half hours without like looking away from a television set. He was honestly the best dog ever, but I'm really excited to have this new, uh, new addition to my family. Not really hype about all the black hair that's going to be at my mom's house, though. Supposedly, these dogs are hypoallergenic, though. I mean, I'm not allergic to dogs, but apparently Labradoodles are hypoallergenic. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I don't, I I've don't know. I've heard they're therapy dogs, too. They're supposedly very calm and very, you know, very nice, so... We have a, my mom has a Labradoodle at home. We're taking care of one of my grandma's dogs. Uh, her name is... Fanny. Never heard a thing bark. Never once? Well, maybe once. Apparently, apparently, my, my new little brother, Bodie, is barking quite a bit right now because it's his, like, first day away from his mom. So they were like, yeah, he's just barking, barking, barking. I was like, yeah, you're going to have to give him a couple weeks. I was like, I guess if you needed a time to, like, get to know your new dog, force quarantine for three weeks where you're, like, right next to them, no matter what happens, is probably a good time to do it. One thing I'll say about Labradoodles is my grandma had two of them. Um, the other one's properly named Curly. <laughs> And Curly and Fanny just were the best combo together. They were the best friends. They never, they were very quiet. Um, she didn't really have to cage them. She can let them roam around the house and the, in the, the backyard freely. You can trust those dogs. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. James, you got a favorite pet in your lifetime? Oh, I've got one that's got a, a good story behind it, at least. I mean, I've had lots of, lots of cats and dogs over the years. But uh, in college, our roommates, we had a cat. We had four people who lived in the same apartment. We had, like, a cat for the apartment. His name was Rudy, and it was a little orange cat, and uh, named after the Clash song, Rudy Can't Fail. <laughs> One day, the uh, the landlord came unannounced to the apartment. You're not allowed to have cats, according to the thing. And, like, so I, like, met the landlord at the door to cut him off. And so he was, like, we are talking about whatever it was he was there for. And then he sees the cat walking in the background. And he's like, uh, oh, I see you guys have a cat. And I'm just like, no, you don't. No, we don't. That's not our cat. What the, where'd that cat come from? And he's like, well, there's a cat right there. And I'm like, no, there's not. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he just turned around and left and never said anything about it. Really? That's just an oversized rat. <laughs> I mean, not cats, cat. like cats in apartments, that's, that's the thing is apartment living, I feel like you have to have a cat if you're going to do it. Because like, man, even if it's a small dog, there's no dog that it's I feel is like properly dog cooped the train, up. The, the stairs and elevator. Well, it's not even, I just, I just feel like they just having a dog so cooped up. Like there's no apartment in Northern Michigan that's big enough for really like any size dog to like. And with students coming and going all the time, yeah. your dog's going to run out the door when you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. And you know, then where is it going to go? Yeah. I, really, I wish I had a pup. 
I got a new brother, though, so, I mean, it's probably going to be, like, two months before I ever meet the dog. I mean, better late than never, right? Our gray cat that we have now, our old gray cat, uh, Fiona, is, she's like, we were, Cena and I were debating the other day whether she was nine or ten, which in cat years is pretty old. Like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. It, like 70. Yesterday, she comes to the door with a bird in her mouth. Like, oh. she caught a chickadee. 70. His geriatric, like third geriatric cat comes to the door. And is like, you know how he's going to let me in? I got a present for you. I love animals. I have a lot of animal stories and dog stories from my own house. I had Wrigley. I had Sheffield. One of the streets that intersects Wrigley Field is uh, Sheffield Avenue. Anyways, my favorite pet I've been around in my time comes through from uh, our college house, too. My roommate, Josh, he brought he bought a puppy. And I swear to God, when we first had this puppy, we could not stop the thing from pissing in the apartment. I think you ruined our carpet. And we're like, okay, Josh, you got to bring this dog home. So he does. Allie grows up with his family in Colorado throughout the time. And we found we finally put the pens and paper like, okay, we're getting a house together. Allie's going to come back from Colorado and live with us in the house. Allie was very well trained at this point. They, whoever, whatever uh, jo- Josh's mom did to, with her in Colorado, did it right. Because Allie comes back and she's the best dog in the world. We could trust her on the couch. We could trust her just be in the yard by herself sometimes. We could have a party and Allie would just be in his bedroom just hanging out. She, she was one of the guys. That's always the best. But the best story I have with Allie is when our fence, it had like a hole in it. Something with like a storm, like one of those bad Kansas storms or a tornado. Tore the one of the fence chains down and like one of the main posts snapped in half. So Allie would always be able to walk out. But the thing I love the most about that dog is I would just shout, Allie, on 25th Street, come right back. Still alive somehow. Sad, sad news just broke. What? The Spring Beer Festival canceled. Oh, James. Oh, we're all going to die. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> not, not just postponed, they're canceling it. Well, the Spring Beer Festival has been canceled, so you know what that means. So if you bought to get you a good refund. It's time for us to cancel episode 118. We're ending this show before James starts to cry on air because he's not going to get his spring beer festival. So please remember to like, share, comment, retweet. We'll get you fed with some Jimmy Johns. Follow us at TCRE Sports on Instagram and on Twitter in order to stay up to date with our March sadness and March snackness and starch madness uh, brackets. And follow us on Twitter at Jake Adnip, at James Cook 14 at ByAndrewR. To stay updated with us while everybody is in quarantine and to see what we are doing. We love you. We thank you. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Self-quarantine. And watch some Netflix already. We'll see you for episode 119 next week.